0: Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 59 of the podcast that was originally recorded on February 9th of 2015. I jumped into What I'm Playing Now and some of the games I played for the week were Village, with the Village Inn expansion, Machi with the Harbor expansion, Darkest Dungeon on the PC, Dragon Age Inquisition on the PC, and then of course Pathfinder, the adventure card game. A few of the games I want to play now Resident Evil HD Remastered on the PS4, some more Dice Masters, and, of course, Dead of Winter, a Crossroads game. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi, and we are on episode 59 of the podcast, and as always, you can send me email, let me know what you're playing now, and you can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. You can find me on Facebook. Just do a search for "What I'm Playing Now" on Facebook. We're also on Google That's Plus. That's plus.google.com/slash/the-plus-sign-What-I'm-Playing-Now-Podcast, and then of course our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv/What-I'm-Playing-Now. I had quite a few good games that I played this week, so let's jump into what I'm. Let's jump into what I'm playing now and see what type of one I had. So one of the first games I actually played for the week was a game called Village, and I've talked about this game once before on the podcast, because this is this is the second time I've actually played Village now, and basically, if you didn't hear that episode, or you're not familiar with Village, what Village is, is what we were referring to as we were teaching it to a couple of people who we hadn't played before at the local game store. It's a worker displacement game. So unlike some games where you're actually taking workers or meeples and putting them on the board to do different things, you're almost starting off by taking a square block from the board, which will give you an action, and then you can actually put a meeple down there to actually perform some sort of action and get some sort of benefit from the area that you're interacting with. So there's different spots on the board. There's a market, a travel zone, a crafting zone, a church, and a council house that you can do different things with on your turn. Now, one of the interesting twists with this game is you're actually controlling a family and family members. So there are different generations that you're going to be dealing with throughout the game, and you're going to start off with your first generation of meeples and then work your way through a second, third, and fourth generation of meeples. As time passes, your first and your your first generation meeples will actually pass away and go to a graveyard. One of the ways to score points in this game is to actually have your meeple pass away from a part of the board where there are still spots available to score on one of the available graveyards. The two different graveyards one will give you scoring, the other is more of a generic just type of graveyard that doesn't give you any points. And the one that actually does give, you some, does give you victory points has a limited number of spots per the different zones that are on the board. So you really have to be paying attention in this game as to what you're doing and how much time is passing for your meeples and where one is and how many more spots are available for you to be able to get points for them if you want them to pass away and get you points at the end of the game. It's a really interesting twist, I think, to a game when you really have to kind of think ahead. And that's one of the things me and a couple of one of the other guys was talking that is really, I think, brings a, brings a different type of strategy to this game and how much you really have to look ahead as to what you're doing, what everybody else is doing and where they're at on the board. So it brings in a nice different type of strategy to it. So the one cool thing that we actually did with was add the expansion, village the inn, and what this does is this gives you two new locations on the board, one being the brewery and one being the inn. At the brewery, you can actually produce beer, and with the beer, you can then go to the inn and actually purchase cards, which could then give you different um, victory points at the end of the game. I had a card that actually gave me victory points at the end for each green square token that I actually was able to accumulate throughout the game. If I accumulated more than four of the green tokens at the end of the game, if I had more than four in my inventory, I would have gotten zero points. I had three, which gave me six points. So I actually had quite a few square tokens left because I wasn't optimizing my play style, but somehow I still actually did manage to come in second. So I was really excited with that, and I was very pleased with that. We also had the port expansion, I believe is what it is, what it's called. We decided not to play with the port expansion because none of us had ever done the in-expansion before, so we figured let's just add one expansion in at a time so we didn't really confuse ourselves and didn't confuse a couple of the people who hadn't played the game before. And I think everybody had a really good time. It was it was really strategic, it was really fun. Towards the end, some of our people were dying rather quickly, and the one graveyard filled up pretty much before I knew it, which is one of the reasons why I had so many of the square square tokens left, but uh, we all had a pretty good time with this one. After we were done with this game, we jumped into Machi Koro. I had heard a lot of good things down at the store uh, about Machi Koro, and I've seen it quite in a, quite a few different uh, podcasts and listened to it. I had actually never played it, though. So Machi Koro is kind of like, I guess you could say, a dice-rolling, card-drafting, city-building it has a lot of different things that you're actually doing in it but the game is very kind of simplistic but yet really really fun this is another game we weren't playing with just the straight game we were actually playing with the harbor expansion as well so my first time i think i got to see a lot more of the game since i had never played the more stripped down version Uh, the harbor expansion actually lets you play um, with a fifth player and it actually adds in Some multiple establishments, some starting you you get one new starting establishments. There's a couple of new landmarks, and there's just more complexity that's added to the game. And pretty much from what I've been told from everybody everybody that's played the game before, they're definitely they've definitely told me you want to play with the Harbor Expansion because it adds a lot to the game. So I don't know if I'll actually ever play the original game because I'm actually looking to get this game with the Harbor Expansion to bring home to play with my wife because I have a feeling this is a game. Her and I would probably get a lot of a lot of play time out of. You start off with two cards that will produce you basically money, and you get the money by rolling die. You start off being able to roll one die. As you collect more money, you can then buy additional cards that are out on the table in front of you. Those cards will give you different bonuses or minuses based on what you roll, what other people roll. If the red, if you have a red card on your turn, you can actually get people to pay you um, money for the particular location that you have, and they can give you a couple of gold, you know, and it goes around the table, and you just sit there and collect money. Uh, There's other cards that will, green cards will only give you money on your turn. Blue cards, if anybody rolls the particular number on that card, you can get the money. So it's, there's there's a lot going on with the game, and you really have to pay attention. This is a game where you are interactive with the game 100% of the time, because not everybody's going to tell you, if you have a card in front of you, that will give you gold if they rolled something that you're supposed to get. So, this is a game you really have to pay attention to. You can't be sitting there looking at your phone, having a conversation on the side, doing anything else. When you're playing this game, everybody's playing the game. Even if it's not your turn, you really have to pay attention. This, like I said, this is a game I've been, I had heard really good things about after playing it the one time. This is one I, I'm really gonna be adding to my collection soon. So, that's what we did for Board Game Night on Thursday. Over the weekend, I picked up Darkest. Darkest Dungeon. Wow. What can I say about this game? This game is rather insane. It was released on the PC. It's supposedly coming out for PS4 and the Vita. I'm not too sure when the release time for that's going to be, but it's basically a dungeon crawl game. And through the tutorial, you'll start through the tutorial, you're starting out with two members in your party, and they're kind of teaching you how combat goes. It's kind of like a side scrolling dungeon crawl where you're moving your parties through a hallway into rooms and you're encountering different monsters that you're then going to have to fight the art style is the one thing that really pulled me into this game i saw the guys on from giant bomb playing this and it looked really cool and saturday i was like i have to get this because i just want to play this it's an early access on steam so if it's something that if you don't mind early access games and games that aren't finished this is maybe something you'll want to look into. If you like to avoid early access games and wait for them to be complete and want the full product, then I would just move along from this game, and I think you'll be a little disappointed because I think this is one that's worth getting in an early, an early access. So you're starting off with your two members in your party, and you're going through the tutorial, walking into basically what we'll call the city. And in the city, you have different areas where you can recruit New members, you can actually heal your current members. And as your members go, as, as your party goes through the dungeon, they'll have a stress level to them. As, they, as their stress level raises, they will become afflicted with different psychological trauma, I guess we can say. And when you go back to town, you can actually let them get rid of their stress level, actually send them to the sanitarium and pay gold to get rid of some of these afflictions that they have incurred while they're in the dungeon. And it's just a really, for lack of a better word, just a messed up game, but it is fun as hell. Now this is a roguelike type of game, so when one of your characters does die and perish, they will go to a graveyard, and you can actually view the graveyard when you're back at that main city screen. One of the things to keep in mind when playing this is, don't expect your people to live. Your people will die. That is part of the game, it is not meant to be easy, and... Well, I don't want to say it does have a high learning curve, the tutorial does teach you combat, but it doesn't really teach you everything about the game. I think one of the things you'll probably find later on in one of the updates is... Hopefully a little bit better of a tutorial and something that describes and gives you more depth of what the game actually is. Like I said, the beginning part teaches you combat and that's kind of all they're really showing you. There is a lot more to this game than combat as you're going through the dungeons. Each dungeon and area that you go through, from what I've seen, has a different requirement that you're going to need to accomplish. Sometimes you're going to need to defeat 100% of all the monsters in the rooms. Sometimes you need to just visit 90% of the rooms of a dungeon. So there's a lot of different ways you can achieve the end goal for a... Well, there's one way to achieve the end goal for a particular dungeon, but there's going to be different requirements based on the dungeon that you're going into. So one of the first things I learned in this game is, one, people are going to die, two once your people go through a dungeon, they're probably going to have to go back to town and rest so you're almost going to be running two different parties is what I've noticed. I have yet to really take a party through a dungeon a second time because of their stress levels, because of the afflictions that they've incurred while playing the previous dungeon. It's just I, I guess I probably should try taking them through a second dungeon to actually see what happens, but as they were, as I usually get close to the end of a dungeon usually most of my party is kind of freaking out, so actually some sub- subject them to another dungeon without giving them some downtime. I don't really think combat would be too easy and I don't think they would survive that long. So that's one of the reasons why I just really haven't had a, I I haven't even tried that. I was able to get um, one of my party members, I think to level three, I've only got about four to six hours into the game. I did restart it a couple of times because some of the first dungeons can be rather unforgiving and my party was wiping completely. So far my party's kind of survived, I've made it through quite a bit of, quite a few dungeons now. I'm getting a much better feel for the game. This being a roguelike, like I mentioned before, one of the things you need to understand as well is there is a lot of randomness to the game the random number generator in this game can really help you during combat there is occasionally times where your characters will get crits you'll be able to one shot a monster there are other times where that random number generator will be completely against you your attacks will miss a lot and you will take crap loads of damage and your people will come close to death one of the neat things with death though in this game is your char- when your characters get close to death, they actually get almost an affliction to where there's a they they have a chance of dying. So even if they're hit once or twice when they're in this near death state, they may not necessarily die. So if you do have a healer in your party and you can give them maybe a couple of hit points and get them away from that death that death bell, you can possibly keep them alive. Healing in this game though is really tricky because some of the healers I have just don't really seem to be able to heal for a lot there are a couple of different characters that i have that heal for maybe one to three and a lot of times it seems like i'm getting maybe one healing in the game and i just sit there taking four damage and healing for one as we all know that's not good math i'm not going to survive long doing that but if you are looking for a new game i think it's around only 20 bucks on steam right now don't know how long that price is going to stay that way so Go out there and check it if you're interested in this. This is definitely a game I would look into if you don't mind early access games. It seems like they're patching it and put, putting updates out for it quite frequently. From what I noticed over the weekend, people were submitting a lot of bugs and they were releasing updates for it pretty much constantly. So I'm hoping that the game just gets better from what I already like about it going forward. And then, of course, on Saturday and Sunday, I actually got back into Dragon Age Inquisition. I've talked about Dragon Age Inquisition in the past. I haven't played it probably in the past month or so that much. But I sat down after I needed to take a little bit of break from Darkest Dungeon just to... Not only let my characters rest some, but my nerves needed to relax a little bit after that, after a couple of the dungeons and some of the near-death experiences I had in that game. And I got back into Dragon Age Inquisition, and I have a feeling that now that I have dipped my toes back into this game, I am going to be diving full head back into it as... I had a complete blast with it. I leveled up all my characters, multiple levels over the weekend, was finishing quite a few quests, getting a lot of good loot and armor, and just having a great time with the game. If you're not familiar with Dragon Age Inquisition, it's a role-playing game, and this was on a lot of people's top game of the year last year, or near the top of a lot of people's lists. This is a game you definitely do not want to pass up. I would say if you have not played this game from Bioware, you definitely want to have this game in your collection and give it some time. The time that you'll get need to give this game is probably quite a few hours, as it is very long. I'm not too sure how many hours I actually have invested into the game since I actually did take a break from it, but I'm hoping to get a quite get 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 a lot more hours in this week with the game. Uh, I'm still just having a heck of a good time with it. And then on Sunday we rounded out the week with, of course, our organized play for Pathfinder the Adventure card game. So we went through the last two adventures in the first scenario set for this, and we were able to somehow finish them both. The last one we were fighting Gemma Redclaw, and she had a really, really cool mechanic to her for that last scenario. What you had to do was... I believe you had to stack 10 cards and then put her 10 cards in your blessing pile. You had to put her on those 10 cards and then put, I think, 19 other cards on top of her on top of her to basically create your blessings deck. The blessings deck in the Pathfinder Adventure card game is kind of like your timer. Each time it, somebody begins a turn, they flip over the top card of the blessings deck, and you basically have 30 turns to be able to finish and complete the scenario that you're confronted with so we all knew that we were going to basically have 19 turns to try to get to Gemma Redclaw and then defeat her. So when we were getting close, we realized we weren't finding any of the other any of her other companions that might make her less stronger than what she would be. So everybody just started saving blessing blessings cards. When it came to my turn, I was the one who flipped over Gemma and everybody just gave me blessing cards. I rolled a huge handful of dice and was more than successful in rolling. I think the 21 damage I needed to do against her is I had probably rolled well over 30 with all the dice I had in my hand. So it was a really cool adventure. We're actually moving into... The second scenario set now, next Sunday. So I know everybody's going to be looking forward to that. I already have the second decks undone and actually added into the box. And one of the things I wanted to mention about the box, one of the things I actually put on my, on the website this past week was that I had picked up an insert from the broken token for the Pathfinder Adventure card game. The plastic that they give you, the plastic insert that they give you that actually comes with the game does hold the game, does hold the cards and does a good job with letting you basically get the whole collection of cards into the box. The problem I was having with the insert that they give you is that the plastic is just a little low. So if you actually tilt the box just a little bit to the side, which I did in my car um, a couple of weeks ago, a lot of the cards will just slide all over the top so when you open up the lid there's just cards all over the top of the box and you then have to just start sorting through everything. After that happened to me and since I'm the one who basically is running the organized play and I'm bringing my base set back and forth to the game store, I said I need to find an insert I went to the Broken Token. I really liked the one that they had. I put it together after I got it and I have to say I love that thing. I wrote a little bit about it on the website and so go read that at uh, whatimplayingnow.com. You'll see the pictures and a little bit of my write-up there but basically what I wrote was it's a very good constructed insert. It went together very nice and easily. I actually glued mine even though you probably don't have to. I've talked to a couple other people who had them and they didn't glue them. I glued mine because I wanted it to be a little sturdier and I didn't want the base part of it to kind of like slide around in the box at all, although it does fit in there pretty well. Um, I really like that. Like I said, I really like the way it was built. Putting it together was very simple. Gluing it just made it even better. And the nice thing is I can tilt this thing to the side, upside down, back on its, set it back down. There is not one card out of place. And that is one of the reasons why I bought it. And I have to say, it, it does its job. And everybody also thought that it looked very well. So that is about it. That's what I played for the week. I got a couple of things that I do want to play now. I've been reading quite a bit and hearing some about the Resident Evil HD Remaster that just came out on the PS4. I did play the original Resident Evil way back in the day when it was out on the PS1 when it was first released. I remember that game I pretty much bought, I think, day and date that it came out. It was one of the more popular games. This is when I was actually working down at the comic book store at the day, back in the day when that was released, and everybody was playing it at the same time, and everybody just loved the game. And when I finished that game, that was, it was probably one of the first games I think I finished on the original PlayStation, and I think playing it now on the PS4 is something that I'd kind of like to go back and try again. So, I'm hearing really good things about the remastered version on PS4, so that may be something I'm, p- I'm going to pick up here soon. I'm also going to hopefully be playing some Dice Masters tomorrow, as long as I am not falling asleep, considering I have to wake up early for work tomorrow. Uh, so tomorrow is going to be a very long day for me, but we'll get through it. The scenario for tomorrow's Dice Master is going to be a four male and four female character selection, and your basic action cards must have a male and female on them as well. So I'm not too sure if I'm going to bring Gabi and Serena as one of my male and females, is that maybe kind of cheesy, but I may just do it because I really haven't played with them since I had first got them. Oh, many, many months ago, back during the AVX days. We'll see what everybody else brings. I have a couple of ideas of some teams that maybe I want to throw together, but um, there may be a Gabi and a Serena that are going to rear their ugly heads tomorrow, so we'll see. And then also on Thursday, after I played Machi Koro and before I left the store, I was able to pick up my copy of Dead of Winter, a Crossroads game. This is one that I've been really waiting to play. I actually talked about this some last week. I had seen some people playing this the week before down at the game store. I have yet to actually play it. This is one that's on the top of my list, and I really can't wait to get this on the table. So hopefully that will be happening soon. And that is it. That is what I played for the week and what I want to play now. Don't forget, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. Send those emails to now at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at now. But also, don't forget to drop the G in that. You can find me on Facebook. Just do a search on Facebook for What I'm Playing Now. And then on Google+, plus.google.com, slash the plus sign What I'm Playing Now podcast. And, of course, last but not least, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv, slash What I'm Playing Now. Hey, everybody. Have a good week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to give me some reviews on iTunes if you listen to iTunes. Or let me know of some of your favorite podcasting places that you may want me if you're not finding me on there let me know and i'll try to get you i'll try to get the podcast out there have a week everybody we'll see you next week and don't forget go play some games and always let me know what you're playing now have a good one